Welcome to the Empath Rising Podcast, where we are healing from narcissistic abuse with human design, tarot, and astrology. I'm your host, Raven Scott. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend, spread the love, spread the light, and subscribe. All right. Miss Pisces, a projector. You are a projector. We're here because you wanted to figure out your relationships. It sounded like the major theme, yes? Yeah, kind of. It's like, it sounds weird, but like, I love who I am and living in the flow of my own soul. What I think that is, or how I, you know, is that if I'm feeling it, I'll do it. If I'm not, I won't. I have, don't have any problem with it. No all that kind of stuff, even with family. And that's probably probably the biggest situation at the moment is a relationship with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Go figure that. And that is... You're not the just, only mum having issues yeah, with their daughter. That, that just happened. She's my middle mm-hmm. child and okay. always has been. She's a cancer, but because of... I was up there looking after the nine-year-old grandson because my four-year-old granddaughter had a bone marrow transplant down here. And just recently, now I know my daughter has so many things and I've always said, I could never do what you're doing, but she has to because, you know, that's a little daughter, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So just recently, as in about 10 or oh, nearly two, two weeks ago now, she said she can't have negativity in her life. And I said, well, I'm always going to ask, you know, I'm always going to be concerned about the children, my grandchildren, and she hung up. Mm-hmm. And so she normally lives somewhere else, but they're here at the moment because of the hospital and all that kind of stuff. I went away to her house and had Hunter for um nearly uh, two months, over two months. And Hunter's a little boy, you did his chart years okay, ago. Okay, I did and his. She didn't want, yeah, and she didn't want to hear anything about that, you know. Yeah, which we I know remember is the, how yeah. unique and individual yeah. he is. Yes, yes. like a strong, he is. independent he is, guy. He is, and she <laughs> just, yeah, how she, oh, it's just horrible. But anyways, so that has been so I haven't had any communication she hasn't replied to emails or um, Mm -hmm. messages but then I think it was Monday or Tuesday this week it was a harsh text message that said stop playing the victim Mm. to me Mm. hello I'm your mother and that you but I'll just condense it you are um, a grandparent and that's all and if you want to see the children, they'll be at my place on Saturday. I won't be there because I don't want to spend any time with you. Yeah. And if I wanted to bring Hunter's script, this is for the ADHD medicine, which she didn't want him to be on anymore because she said it didn't work. But now, obviously, yeah. <laughs> And my first reaction to that was, bitch, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to play me. And then I, you know, that's my grandchildren. My goodness, I feel for them. But again, I am such a person that is like, you know what? God gave you those children. They're yours. You raise them. I got you to adulthood. And that's how I am. So I feel in a way. That is a coldness, but it is my uniqueness that 
I came here for a purpose and that purpose isn't all up in everyone else's little business when they're my own children. They're grown. Yes, loving grandchildren, but I'm not going to play people's games. Just not going to do it. Just ain't me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I see that here. Let me just share the screen again. And I'm sorry that you're struggling with this conflict. Uh, as a projector, yeah. I wonder... Hmm. How do you, I know we all, we all have our perceptions. How do you feel about when you give advice? Do you feel like you wait for the invitation or do you give your daughter unsolicited advice? Oh, I, I'm yeah, that's, that's a hard one. Do you have adult, <laughs> do you have adult just cut right to the chase? Do you have no, but I am an adult please. child. So I'm, I'm on the other side of this here. Yeah. Um, but just looking no. at your projector type, I know that yeah. can be a challenge. But I have, I have learned over time, and I do chat to someone who's actually in the US at the moment, so I don't have the opportunity to chat with her. And she, you know, gives me little tidbits about how she has dealt with her mm. grown-up child. And so often it's like <laughs> there's this silence because I don't, she'll say something and my react, my immediate would be, oh, that's, you know, but I tend to be more silent. So I have been working on this and mm -hmm. we've always had this situation. Honestly, I think my daughter just wants to be better than me and that's okay. You can and you are and that's okay because she used to say I was such a great single mum she wanted to be. Now, that happened at first with Hunter. Hunter was always going to be a, an only child. But then she met Poppy's dad and married him and then there came the trouble for Hunter. Mm -hmm. So now that has come back to bite her in the ass because they are no longer together, domestic violence, alcoholism, blah, blah, blah. She's been apart from him a year. So she's got all that stuff and I do fully understand all that and I have often said, you know, don't take on too much, blah, blah, blah. But more recently, I just tend to be on the phone with an uneasy nothingness mm -hmm. rather than say anything to her. So mm -hmm. the other day. It's difficult to, to listen to her when you're like, I've been through this. I have the wisdom I know. And and your silence yeah. may and also it's, it's feel a, like it's yeah. being negative to her, but you're doing your best not to give her that advice that she doesn't want to hear. Yeah, but I guess I've got I've I'm okay with that. Just mm -hmm. the other day, we started off a conversation about she was. I'm not sure if I should send this text message to his to her stepchildren, which are teenagers, and they've just moved from their mother to live with their dad, and so that's biting her because how did he have the money? Blah blah blah. You know, she's chatted to me before, and I've listened to her, and if she asks for advice, I've given it. But she started the conversation mm. and I just said, I thought we'd already talked about this and that you weren't going to. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say, hey, you've got two kids right there that actually are your biological and you need to be there for them. I didn't say any of that, mm. but I don't know what she replied. Oh, no, she said, oh, we definitely hadn't spoken about it, which I knew we had. But anyway, I said, I don't know, she said something then and then I just said, 
Well, I'm always going to care because they are my grandchildren. Well, she just hung up the phone. Mm. So I just let that go. I didn't, I didn't reply to her, didn't ring her back. A couple mm. of days later, I just messaged, how's Poppy and Hunter? She never replied. I sent her you know, a couple of school holiday after events, whatever. She never replied. And then the other day I got this other. And it was, yeah, it was like, well, okay, mm, right. No worries. You just bombed me. But that's okay. It sounds like she's in a certain state of her trying to gain strength and heal from this toxic relationship that she just separated from. She's in one of those stages, you know, like when we talk about, I talk a lot about my podcast. It's important to have boundaries and to have like the angry stage so you can stay away from, let's say, the the narcissist or someone who's abusive to you because they'll always try and draw you back in. And sometimes... I know I did this as well. People do like when we're doing that, we're do we do it to everybody. It's almost like a blanket yes. statement. Like I don't need negativity in my life because emotionally yeah. right now, like you can't handle any more conflict because you're so triggered from, you know, healing and figuring out like life and getting through, you know, from this relationship. Yeah. Oh, uh, look, it sounds like that me. right now, but I know that you had an up and down with her, like com- uh, personality conflicts. Yes. Yeah. Always. She's, she blames me and she's, you know, she's voiced this over the last couple of years that she blames me for leaving her father. She wishes I had stayed with him. And I said, you know, I didn't tell them anything really when they were growing up. What is none of them? Do you know her human design ch- type? No, no, no. It would be really helpful because just because you are a different type than yeah. the norm. Do you want do you mind if I pull that up real quick? She is also a projector. Okay. So let's see split definition. Splenic authority. You are emotional authority. Uh what meditation, right angle cross of tension. So she has this like innate ability if she's you know in her healthy state of mind to be able to see that things are out of tune and she can be very I guess provocative is the right word kind of like jarring like oh like like you said like this text message like what this is just like so jarring where she's just trying to like fine-tune her life but it might be a little bit um since she's younger and she's still not fully experienced and mature in her consciousness about it she's going to be doing it in a very jarring way right not not a very mature kind of um chrome type way yeah no but that's really interesting you're both are projectors so you both maybe butting heads a little bit of like well um you know i didn't have this conversation you know we didn't have this conversation you're like yeah but i remember so was she really ready for the conversation did she really hear it Or is she blocking it out because she's got so much going on? Four, six, two, five. You both have a defined head and Ajna. So that also is sometimes entrapped in the ego. A person with that defined head and Ajna has a very set way of processing things, set ideology, not very fluid in their openness of ideas and opinions. Yeah. So yeah. She, you could that sounds like she could definitely be there too. And yeah, maybe yeah. on your reverse side, you're like, yeah, well, you know, 
like immediately you're like, well, know what, bitch, I raised you. So, you know, I, <laughs> I have this. Yeah. So I, you've got I'm, that immediate, but it doesn't mean that that's what's ruling everything. No, I, I've grown so much over the last few years that yeah. I, I really am much more humble and, you know, whatever you do is none of my business. And what you think of me is also none of my business. And yeah. I fully live in that. Um, but again, I'm fully aware that we do have habits and sometimes we'll fall back into those. And that could just because, you know, we're unwell or that particular thing really does irritate you. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware of those kinds of things. And um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I feel for the children actually, not so much her, because, yeah. you know, we all have our journey, but those children, and yeah, Poppy having had the bone marrow transplant, and she is such a like happy little girl. Mm-hmm. But Hunter gets the blame for everything, absolutely mm-hmm. everything. Still, still, yeah, that is yeah. that is. I think yeah, because he was she a manifesting to... generator kiddo, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't know how to to actually embrace Hunter, the uniqueness of him. Hunter will tell you, you're so angry. You're always angry. You know, you love Poppy more than me. She doesn't listen to any of that. Mm. But he is wise for his nine years. He is. I remember seeing that in his chart. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And And you know know what's really difficult about projectors is sometimes with this open identity center is they're always like, hmm. They're always striving for more. Like enough is not enough. That's definitely her. Yeah, definitely her. Whereas (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the total opposite now. And now as you've wisened yeah. in your years, yes. And and even back then, yes, I wanted to, you know, dress in the latest clothes and all that kind of stuff before I had children. Once I had children and all that kind of stuff, it was a whole different kettle of fish. For her, it's it's not. It's not. It's still, you know, gotta go do this, gotta do that, gotta it's like wow, and then you want a yeah. house in two minutes. Okay, yep, no worries. Yeah. Good luck, have a good have a good life. Yeah. Yep. And that's the thing too with the energy. It's like that there's this codependency to be around people who have that defined sacral, that loads of energy because it feels really good. It's like an energy high, like, oh my gosh, I can do so much and I can go, go, go. And like you have all these dreams and aspirations and then you want to achieve them. But then the anger is coming aligned with her bitterness of not being in alignment with her strategy, right? She things may not be aligning or hard or she is getting burnt out. She doesn't have enough time for that emotional capacity with both kids, with especially with a sick child. And then her oldest, who is super wise beyond his years, constantly (laughs) probing her and saying, hey, like, this is the truth. And she's like, ah, I I don't have enough energy to be able to take all this in, to do everything I want, to achieve more to break free like all the things right all you dream she voices that a bit that she's so tired and stuff and I get Mm -hmm. it because like she is going through so much but she's also like you know watching some chick online that's you know got you know big long eyelashes and Mm. everything's fine and let's this is how you earn the money and this is what you do and then and and she swears by this woman and so she's like, you know, saving money and all this kind of stuff. And I think, wow, okay, like how about just raising children? That's where you're at at the moment. You can't be the prime minister. You just actually need to 
But I don't say any of that. And I know. Fact, it must be so hard. No matter um, if you say it or no, not, actually, she she's I'm, not I'm ready fine. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm fine yeah. with it because again, her journey is not my business. And what she thinks of me is none of my concern. And that really, when I say it, I'm like, wow, that's so cold. But in actual fact, it's said with love because yeah. I actually know I came here as a journey. So did she. So did we all. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that actually helps you. That emotional detachment does help you still be there for her and for the grandkids when needed versus like, okay, I'm never going to talk to you ever again. Kind of a response. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I see that. And that's that striving, right? Like she's trying to become independent, provide for herself, but she's doing it in a two, she's doing it in a two varied of way. She's her open identity has morphed and latched onto this eyelash lady. And she's like, okay, I'm going to do it just like her, but that's not her journey. That's not her unique way to do it. She's a projector. I'm sure that eyelash lady is some type of generator, you know, because a lot of us yeah. who create content on internet are generators or yeah. manifesting generators. And so it does, it, it requires that knowledge, that the wisdom to say, you know what, I'm going to have a dream. I'm going to hit the energy hard, but then I'm going to rest. Like, yeah, make sure you have an entire day off, you know, from uh-huh. your week to sleep and veg and rest don't even don't even do any housework right just be with your kids yeah the whole day see I can do that totally she (laughs) could never do that and that's the journey of the projector is to embrace the your sacral which is open which is the center for energy and doing your energy is a precious commodity it is technically a limited resource, even though you feel like it's unlimited when you're amplifying the generator yeah. who is a constant motion and really being wise about like, okay, I'm going to time manage and I'm going to do a little bit short bursts of what I need to get done every day. Yeah. And then I always am going to devote, especially around the lunar cycle, right? Like the full moon, do yeah. nothing that day for sure, right? Devote that time to just chillax and be with your kids doing nothing. Yeah. Because you're being is what's important and projectors are the wise counsels like you your incarnation cross is the incarnation cross of the rulership you are here to rule my queen you are here to be the wise counsel and the guide to those who are ready for that information for you to tell them like this is how you are to love yourself this is you know how you are to be and to journey this life like that's literally your life theme so you're mm. you're so in tune with it yeah and, and that's interesting because that that man that I spoke about as well he just told me the other day you should do a podcast on knowing and I'm like well yeah I thought about a podcast a few years ago because you know we're in a course about this but I said I often just message people because I feel something you know and there are people all around the world but recently my Facebook and Messenger got hacked. So I have like 50 friends now and I had 500. So, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm starting a new life. <laughs> You're like a new identity online. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that that sun, you have the sun in gate 22, which is grace, which is all about. Yeah. It's very spiritual, you know, and it's, mm. it's, it's the grace 
of a ruler to wait and to know like who is the right person to say something to and who is not right yeah 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 Yeah. and podcasts are hard you got to really stick with it and I mean you can certainly do it but just still do it according to your energy don't get trapped into the I have to do three episodes a week otherwise I won't grow you know (laughs) yeah no that was just something that he came up with and I thought oh that's interesting but Uh, yeah you're you're it's it's the like you have you have the the power of living in the moment to you know right now that Mm. that and putting out there that love of self yeah love of self Mm. yeah because that that was your other contemplation was okay like magpie place is now non-renewed you want to help with the aboriginals yeah, more so than anything, because we had a referendum here to include them in the constitution, and Australia voted no. So they are in very desperate mourning, and lots that I know feel like even just when they're walking around that the rest of the population don't like them. It's such a sad such a sad state of it i didn't believe it should go in the constitution because that's a white man document and Mm. it's not yeah it's almost like america with your gun laws it's it's never going to change because you know we built it on that the bottom line is australia has never actually ceded uh, aboriginals never ceded the land they we don't have a treaty it's the only country in the world that doesn't have a treaty So yeah, it's 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 openly now. The world knows we're openly racist, and where do we go from there? So I am mm. still looking at and entertaining even going back to the old space because it's still vacant. I'm in negotiations for a different building, which I've negotiated a very good rent, but my oh my gut is saying oh, they're going to be too much trouble to deal with. Yeah. So, and, and so I just sit and I wait, you know, I'm still doing things, hugging trees and loving on life, but yeah. And then the answer will come. You know, it's funny. I was just looking at your channel. You have 44 to 26, which the will center is a really, you know, you have that defined. So that's where a lot of our willpower comes from a bit of our monetizing and it's connected to your spleen, which is where our intuition and survival is. And this channel is called Surrender. And it says here, this energy is for truth and integrity, understanding the lessons from the past and transmitting these lessons. Many filmmakers, historians, and journalists carry this energy. And I wonder if there's some project for the Aboriginals to bring more and more awareness through writing, journalism. I don't know what your favorite passion is, but something to continue to share the lessons from the past and to support them. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I've been saying that I've been saying to some of my close um, friends that um, it's time for a black um, constitution and you don't need, you, you just, it's just for you, you know, and you live your life and the government is always going to be putting the funds into 
whatever they need to. But if you have your own constitution, I think eventually there'll be governments and certainly we've got a government that wants to do something. They may sit and listen, but I don't, sometimes I have that thought about, is it my place to do this? Because again, there is that, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain that, but there are, as time goes on, sometimes people, (laughs) sometimes some Aboriginals are like, you know, it's because I'm not Aboriginal, it's not your place to do it. Right. But then others is like, we need our allies to, to, you know, to to fight this for us or fight alongside us. I mean, I, I see you as that, that advisor, the ally advisor really hmm. giving it's them- interesting that you mm-hmm. said that though about from the past because i myself being that highly intelligent chick <laughs> it's been coming to me recently what haven't i learned what have i not learned hmm. and what comes to me is and i don't know if i ever shared this with you but when I was about seven or nine, I used to get told, because I grew up in a racist home. I'm the baby of nine. My father was definitely straight out racist. We lived across the road from a an Aboriginal co-op, which used to be a church, and he would always say Abokun, all horrible names. And then if I said anything, even in school if I said anything, I was told to shut up and mind my own business. So when I got bigger, it was like, yeah, well, okay, I'm now minding my own business and now I'm fighting and I'm I'm an advocate and um, an activist for Aboriginal rights. But over these last few years, I've had more very close relationships with Aboriginal people. One's that man. Two is a dear friend that for a period of time, I walked away from her and set up Magpie Place because of she changed her decision about not giving this fella a job that she already promised him, which then would have changed the trajectory of my life Hmm. because he, even though he's still in a married situation, he's not living that, he was coming here and he would we would have, lived together and he would have worked for her and then she still to this day has never told him that she's not giving the job obviously we know that's not true you know he's not (laughs) but yeah I that was it wasn't so much about she changed my trajectory of my life it was that she promised him something he went home he told his family had a job and he was going to come here and go back on holidays, school holidays and stuff. So it was that he's an elder, he's a stolen generation, you know half his story and you promised him something and then you took it away. I can't, I can't forgive you. I can't let you, I can't be part of that. So Mm -hmm. I just cut my ties, never told her and then I went and set up Magpie Place and had that for two years and it was the best two years of my life in productivity for helping non-Aboriginal people understand via the artwork and then doing the coffee and just living, you know, a great life. 
And more recently we have reconnected and she, you know, she apologised, said sorry. Not for that. <laughs> I don't think she still knows and that's okay because I need to have that conversation mm. and I'm getting close to that but now they're in a state of sadness and mourning. Um, it's not the right time. But, yeah, it's I, – I feel like there is still something that has closed a door somewhere for me to really be who I was meant to be. And mm. I think that is from like, – as I said when I was young, getting told to shut up mind my own business, mm -hmm. and I just knew. And I, there was a building. I mean, it was freaky as anything. I just had this gut feeling about this building and later on I knew and I found out that that's where they were taking the babies from the Aboriginal family and putting them in this place and then that would that that's where they were fostered out or adopted or whatever. But people said it was an old person's home, but in actual fact it was not anything to do with an old person's home. And my knowing knew that when I was little. Yeah. Wow. So many yeah. stories and so many people are still blind to the fact of what's going on yeah. in the past, in the communities. And like you said, this lady doesn't, you don't think she really knows why <clears throat> no, you cut no. ties. She said, sorry for something else. So she's also blind to what yeah. she did. Right. So it's, hmm. Yes. <clears throat> I, I can, Education. I can understand I can understand from her perspective as well because, again, I have a real knowing and my intuition is very strong, is that her husband has connections to the land where Brian lives. And so some of his family may actually know and that would be a no-no if they were part of him leaving his family. Mm. Even though it was for the greater good, yeah. That would not, and in their community, right. you know, I'm a white woman, that's not okay, blah, blah. Yeah, so we'll go, yeah, so lots of, <laughs> and, and I'm only, and that's just my intuition, my knowing. I haven't explored that, and that's way too sensitive to explore mm -hmm. in that regard. I mean, Brian and I have spoken about it. I know from Faith's family that that, could have been that connection so but he's still mm. sad to this day and yeah. that that hurts me but also it's like you know there's some growth for him to do which luckily I have him in therapy but I don't believe it's really I don't <laughs> I don't think that's really helping mm. him he's either is a narc of some description or he is a um borderline personality Mm -hmm. yeah from from all that he went through when he he was taken at three from his mother never saw her again <sighs> and then was placed in a home was raped re repeatedly sexually abused etc etc and then he knows when he married his wife that that wasn't he'd already saw, saw the the warning signs but he got married anyway and stayed for 35 years craziness and Couldn't i think me yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, nope, nope. Life and time is too precious for that. 
So with our about three minutes remaining, is there any last question or something I should cover here in your chart for you regarding our discussion? To help no, you? I think that's, yeah. I think that's, yeah. Another time I must look into my son, my youngest son's chart because he doesn't talk to me, but don't quite know what that is about. I think it's just something he's, a journey he's on. He's He is a Pisces like me. Mm-hmm. and is living in the USA so but no that's that's pretty much all I guess yeah yeah well I I hope that that did bring you know things to light make sure you're always operating out of your strategy to wait for the invitation yeah yeah <laughs> as a projector especially with the other projector that must be such an interesting combination yeah just constantly waiting for each other like okay Who's, who's ready to share? Who's ready to share? Yeah. Never ready to receive from mom or daughter. Yeah. Yeah, no. And that at first, that was a tough scenario when she, you know, wanted to tell me all about, I shouldn't have left her dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was um, coming, coming to a certain aha moment in her stage and. Yeah. Yeah, like conceptually, yeah. it makes sense on our ends as we're growing up. But then you're like, yeah, but you weren't there. You weren't in my shoes. You had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> what exactly. What exactly truly went on. And and even you've had some communication with your father and you already think he's an idiot. So maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah there was something in that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe there was something in that. Well, maybe and it's like the yeah. lesson of pausing and listening. Like yeah. Asking yeah. questions more than stating yeah. Wisdom, right? Like yeah. allow them to find the wisdom through your wise questioning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Lovely to see you. So good Lovely to see to you see too. You. Take- yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Okay. Well, I'll see you again. Take care. Okay. Absolutely. Bye. Take care. Have a good Bye. day. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. So as I contemplate and digest this reading that you'll be hearing in just a moment, the biggest problem that I saw, which I know because I've lived through this experience myself, is the butting of heads and emotions of a mother and daughter, adult daughter. I have done the same where I have cut off my parents' And I guess the anger more was prone to my mom because, you know, mothers are always there for us and they're always there to poke at us or prod us, help us. And so what I I saw some parallels in the charts here, and I wanted just to like setting the tone of the emotions within the room. If she's unconscious about this, this can really uh, make the open solar plexus center daughter feel like she has to cut out the negativity because she's not sure how to shield up her solar plexus depending on what the emotional cycle is of her mother if i was unconscious or if my my daughter grows up similar to me where i take opinions very much to heart and i think that uh like it's hard for me to just not care about the opinion like i really take it to heart and some people of us do I feel like open solar plexus people do, open identities do. 
and even maybe defined head and ashnas do also because our opinions in our heads are consistent. They don't waver. They're always there. They can change and evolve, but we have a consistent way of processing this information with the defined head and ashna, which Junior does, uh, as opposed to what Jennifer's chart is. Hers are open. So for her, she's like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. Like she does her life. I do mine. Like things are more varied. There's a lot of variation in the possibilities and solutions in life where there is one solution, you know, for an unconscious defined at an Ajna center, my way or the highway. And that might be where she's energetically coming to a crosshair. She's just experienced some really traumatic things with her daughter going through some medical health issues, Jen Jr., and she's got an open solar plexus. She's fried. She's tired. She's emotionally like amplifying and taking in too much. Like she's taking in the negativity of the world like a sponge, probably not knowing it. And she's taking out on the person closest to her, which is her mother, because who else is she going to? Right. She doesn't have either a spouse now to do that as well. And so in some sort of last ditch effort, us open solar plexuses tend to just want to cut out all negativity. Like I can't handle it, right? You've reached your max of absorption and magnifying capacity of emotions and you just cut it all out. Like, no matter who it is, you're like, I just can't handle it. I can't handle the negativity. And it may be this, this piercing projector aura into another projector. It doesn't really matter. You know, the, I guess you could say the two swords are out to battle, but Jen is the mother, so she is more of that conditioning authoritary figure. So she's going to probe more with her opinions or her, uh, you know, abilities to get the message through. Or even like she said, she's silent. She doesn't say anything. But how many times in the past has she conditioned her child that she's going to give an opinion, even when it wasn't the right timing and it wasn't invited in? And her child was just trying to vent. So I thought, I put myself in her shoes. I thought, well, if my child grows up and she's not talking to me, even now, like she's a very strong-willed child, when she doesn't talk to me, it's because I'm providing a solution versus holding empathy and just holding space for her. I'm trying to fix something where she just wants to vent or she just wants to tell me. She doesn't want a solution. And she doesn't want advice and she doesn't want a telling to. She just wants a safe space to share what she's going through. And Jen Jr. has a profile of 2-5, which is she does. She just wants to do life on her own. Like she wants to be independent. She wants to be independent from her mother. Of course, we all have a connection, deep connection to our mothers, no matter how toxic or healthy they are. But she has this, the, the, the two profile is a hermit. And the, her subconscious is somebody who has these brand grand ideas right she has the right angle cross of tension so she knows what intuitively subconsciously she may not know it consciously but subconsciously she knows something's off especially with her splenic inner authority she knows right away like mom's not gonna really hold space for my emotions right now and has she ever i don't know she's always giving me advice and i feel like she's not trying to hold emotions for me even though her mother may very well be trying. This is just how our bodies and our brains process everything. 
And this is why she's like, you know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore. I just can't, I can't handle it. Right. She's at the stage where she can't have the capacity to shield everything out, handle it and receive an opinion from her mother and be able to like, be like, great, that's a great opinion, but I'm not going to take it in as my own because that's your opinion and that's not my path. And that's where so much I really, really wanted to expand upon this because this is society right now. This is what's been happening. They got triggered with COVID. You know, all of us have these opposing opinions and then we were unconscious of the fact that we're absorbing all of this negativity and not really being conscious about being able to be more of like a Libra energy where it's like, yes, I hear you. Let me weigh the options. Great. I'll just plop that off a scale because it's not really needed in my life. And this happens in so many relationships. I feel like I'm just trying to mend some of mine currently because this happened again with my parents and myself. And like, there's a balance in everything. And if we can just know that we're all doing our best effort, whether it be horribly imperfect and not very good. We're trying to have relationships with each other, mother, child, you know, partner, whatever, romantic partner to romantic partner, whomever it is. And we have all of these energies we're not aware of. We can see our chart, but we still don't know what the heck it means, right? You're like, yes, my ideas and the way I process opinions it's very in a fixed way and it kind of grounds down like a bull and doesn't move unless I really truly am conscious about it and put an effort into be more open-minded, right? That could be that child, you know, that could be the parent. It doesn't matter which side. Then you have the other side where there's a whole load of variations of how things can be solved and, you know, easily pivots, experiences, ideas, and processing information in a whole wide variety of ways, depending on who you're around. That's the open head and ashna. So you have all of this. And I really think the core crux of it, both their identities are open. Jen and Jen Jr., they both have defined head and ashnas. When you have this, you have a budding of heads, two unique ways of a fixed way of processing information, holding opinions, and staying the true course to whatever path you feel your path is. They're butting heads here. One has a very strong opinion. The other one also has a very strong opinion. So that's where we're butting heads. And I really feel like the open solar plexus versus the defined solar plexus is the emotional bit. It's like, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. I just can't have any more negativity in my life because she is probably subconsciously overwhelmed with negativity in her life because her she's wide open unconsciously, amplifying all the energies around her from her ex, the abuse, from the worries and the her child dealing with health issues and all of these things. It's amplified. And one little bit from her mother just sends her off because the mother's solar plexus is defined. And so she sets the emotional tone for the room. And if she's worried or if she's being critical or if she's being like, why are you making life so difficult kind of a mood, then that's where you're going to get this, this clash here with these two. I would say the profiles as well. Like I said, she, Jen Jr.'s two, two five, meaning she's a hermit and a heretic. She is a 
keep to myself. I just want to like seclude and figure this all out on my own and do all my, you know, research and spending time in nature and which you should probably be doing more of is self-care in nature, really tapping into that nature. And then her subconscious of, you know, I'm the heretic. I can see, I can expand. I am like a white witch. Like things can be so much better in life, right? Like I am the healer of the next generation. That's where she's battling those two. And her mother is the four six where she's the opportunist. She sees an opportunity to share her wisdom. She's going to take it unless she's working actively to wait for that invitation as a projector. And then her sixth line is a role model. Just doing and being who she is by being a great mother, a single mother she was. She inspired her daughter. She said her daughter wanted to be a single mother just like her because she was such an excellent single mother in her child's eyes as a role model. That's her subconscious. So it's really interesting to, to hear what she was talking about and to see the different aspects of this. But in the core, the crux of what you can do when you're experiencing this is hold space for your child's emotions if they stop talking to you. Apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to share with you all this advice. You are not wrong. I just care so deeply about you. But I, I know I've been through this experience just as you are right now. And I know how painful, I know how frustrating or overwhelming it can be. Like empathize with them, repeat what they're saying to you back in emotion. So they feel seen and heard, not blocked out. And well, you should just be doing this or what have you. And I know Jen's been working on it, as she said, more in recent, but when you have so much of that, from your childhood and your teenage years and developmental years, you can't just erase it in maybe one year of trying not to. You have to be present and show up in a safe manner so that you can recondition your adult child to realize that you are a safe person to be around and you have changed and you are working on not giving unsolicited advice. So that's what I wanted to say about that. So there's the two projectors butting heads here. So I hope that that helped you. I hope that you enjoyed this interesting introspection and, and case study on the, the two human design projector types with different types of centers butting heads. Make sure you subscribe to let me know to make more. And I truly appreciate all of you being here. Let me know in the comments, are you a projector? Are you a manifesting generator, generator or reflector or manifester? <clears throat> Thanks so much for being here. And until next time, keep your unique light shining. Thank you so much for Thank you so much for joining us on this enlightened episode here, the Empath Rising podcast. It would mean the world to us and actually add to the success of this podcast if you shared it with a friend, share it on your socials and tag me at Raven Scott Show. To continue your journey towards self-discovery and healing, don't forget to grab your free human design chart. It's personalized roadmap to understanding your unique energy blueprint at ravenscott.show. And for an even deeper insights into your empathic nature and relationships, be sure to listen to the Empath and the Narcissist Audible book. 
or you can grab your paperback. It is a profound exploration of my specific journey and healing, providing you with tools for healing as well. And an exclusive offer here for you, just for you, you empathic community here in the podcast. You can now get your personalized human design chart reading for only $50. If you click the link in the show notes, head over to the episode page. It's an invaluable opportunity to gain clarity and guidance on your life path and areas that you can focus on to guard yourself up against the narcissist. And if you'd like to learn more about how to read your chart and the human design gate transits, I also have an invaluable offer to get immediate access to our exclusive podcast content for a limited time price at $19.99. This is your chance to take control of your healing process, to gain clarity, and to unleash your true potential. So simply click the link to the show notes and Simply click the link in the show notes to the episode page and you will find the link there to join the membership to gain exclusive human design content directly to your podcast feed wherever you're listening. You'll get an email. It'll send you that RSS feed that you can copy and paste and follow. It's so simple and you don't have to download any other apps. So join now and listen to the exclusive information and gain your roadmap on how to understand your human design chart, as well as starting to understand each of the human design gates as they transit. Remember, I'm here to support you. Your empathic ability is your uniqueness. So keep your empathic light shining brightly and let human design be your guiding star on your journey to healing and self-discovery. I'm here to support you at every step of the way and on the episode page you can participate in the poll question I've posted so we can create a community amongst ourselves on the website as well as leave a reply of your thoughts and your questions regarding today's episode. So all of that is in the one link in the show notes. Head on over to the episode page. Until next time, keep your unique light shining. Swear I won't forget this, why do I regret this? In my mind reckless, thoughts are feeling endless Sitting up I'm breathless, anxiety's infectious I feel so defenseless, betrayed and embarrassed I hate being open, I hate being broken I feel like an ocean filled up with emotion Anger ain't a potion, rub it on like lotion I can feel it soaking, reopen, the scars have awoken I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go